Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 44. You might know her from a TV show called The Bachelorette, but I know her as a dear friend in my life. Today, I am hanging out with Desiree Hartsock, who is on The Bachelorette and met her incredible husband, Chris, and they now have a sweet baby. And we're going to talk all about navigating being on TV, how to know when you're being called to do something that might feel uncomfortable, and what it is like being a new mama while running your own empire. Without further ado, meet my incredible and sweet friend, Desiree. And as an added bonus, you might get to hear Asher. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I am really, really honored to have one of my dearest friends, Desiree Hartsock, who is now Desiree Siegfried, (laughs) and I actually just got to spend time with her and her husband, Chris, and her baby, Asher, in Hawaii, and if you watch a little TV show called The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you probably know exactly who she is, but I don't know her as either of those things. I just know her as a really sweet friend in my life, and We've been fortunate to travel together now three different times, twice on mission trips and once for pleasure. And just knowing her heart and her story, I'm so honored to have her with us today and to talk a little bit about life on TV, life after TV, and what it looks like to be an entrepreneur chasing her dreams while raising her sweet son. So welcome, my friend. Thanks, Jenna. I'm so (laughs) So excited. This is so fun. It's like basically like people are going to listen into our phone call, which 
Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you start off and just kind of tell everyone a little bit about yourself. If anyone watches the show, I'm sure they kind of know who you are. But I think it's so important to fill in a few of the blanks that are so important to what makes you you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most people do know me from The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but there's like so much more of my story. And, you know, my testimony that leads me to The Bachelor and Bachelorette to meet Chris. But I guess... You know, it all started and I grew up in Denver. I have a passion. I always had a passion for fashion design. And so I left right after high school to go to California to pursue that dream. And fast forward through what, like seven years. And I found myself in LA kind of struggling financially. I was pretty miserable straight out of a broken relationship and kind of lost in where I wanted to go and what I needed to do because I couldn't really afford my life in Los Angeles and I wasn't really meeting anybody. So I never really watched the show before, which is a surprise to many people. I only caught a few episodes here and there, but my roommate at the time was watching the show and I was just kind of like, oh man, that looks like fun. It looks pretty easy, <laughs> which in hindsight, it's not. But I also was very skeptical of it I because, you know, like most people who aren't diehards, you just hear of the people that don't last. You hear of the drama or the gossip, and I was definitely a skeptic, but I really wanted a new adventure. And I was like, well, that could be it. So I, all I did, I just emailed in and it was pretty sarcastic and they ended up calling me the next day. And then from there, it was just, you know, a few interviews and coming back to my faith and where I was at the time, I was definitely struggling financially. And during that time, I was really diving into my faith and following God and really seeking his will for my life. And so I knew that if The Bachelor was going to be a door open that, you know, I would trust and know that that would be God's door for me to have a life change. And then I knew if it didn't work out, you know, then it's not for me. And I think that attitude that I had where, you know, I didn't need to be on the show. I didn't want to be famous. I didn't, I don't even like public attention. <laughs> like I hate it. So it was a very like interesting direction for me. Like even my friends would, I mean, if you ask them, they would never in a million years say that Desiree would be on a TV show, but that's what I think is so great about life. You never know what's going to happen, but you have to be willing to take those risks and take those chances to really find out your purpose. And I learned a lot, you know, I was asked to go on and at the time I couldn't even afford my rent. So I knew that leaving my job and going on a show without pay, was a huge risk. Like I had a huge financial risk pursuing that open door. I think well, I know that that was a God thing. And so I trusted that he would have my back if per se mm -hmm. and really guide me in it. Cause I also said to myself, you know, like if I am going to be on a TV show and be in a public eye, like each day I would pray, you know, like, Lord, like let your glory be shown. So because it's not about me, it was really, I wanted to be a good example and a role model. And like, I wanted God's glory to be shown through me and my actions rather than, you know, 
it's the other way around. But I ended up going and I couldn't afford my rent. And as I kept continuing on with the show, I was like, you know, like I can't stay on unless you guys pay my rent. <laughs> so they ended up doing that, fortunately, so that I did stay on. And the rest is history, really. I mean, then I went on to be The Bachelorette and that was, you know, a lot went on during my season and it was all exactly how I needed my story to be told. It may have looked one way. People may have a, a different perspective on what happened, but it's really, you know, it was everything that I needed in my life and in my journey to really, I don't know, meet the man of my dreams and meet the man that God had for me and pursue that life. End up in Seattle with my little five-month-old boy, Asher. <laughs> Amazing. I yeah. love your story. And there are just so many things. I know, you know, when we first met, it was so weird because I didn't see you as somebody that was on TV. I just yeah. saw you for my friend who we shared a bedroom in the Dominican Republic yes. and walked around in our towels together. Yeah, I think too. So I have some questions. Yes, for you. I love it. So much what you said is just so impactful. So what was it like when you were approached to become The Bachelorette? Was it something that you were like, all right, I'm in, I'm going to do this? Was it something you had to really pray about and think about? What was your gut instinct when they asked you to go on that direction? I was completely shocked, completely shocked, because I think I never really saw myself as I don't know. I'm a designer. I'm a creative. Like I like to be behind the scenes. And so for me to be front and center was kind of like just out of my norm and out of my comfort zone. So I think when they first asked, I kept thinking it was a joke. No, <laughs> Like I thought, Oh, well, cause I would like read the contract and be like, Oh no, I'm just going to be like the extras if they need someone. <laughs> like I never, <laughs> I didn't really think it was happening, but I think because of the broken relationship that I had, that really made me dive into what God wanted for me. I had already spent like six months of seeking and a lot of prayer. So I think the moment that they did ask and it was kind of going pretty quickly, I kind of just trusted God in it because I had prayed so much and I felt like it was a prayer answered. So I felt pretty confident and I usually knew that like when I prayed about certain decisions, if I felt peace about it, then I knew that it was the right direction. So I definitely That's felt cool. peace about it. That's so crazy. Yeah. So what was it like, you know, being on the show, everyone seeing your life, everyone scrutinizing every detail. How were you able to shut out those external voices, especially after you guys were done recording? Because I can't imagine being in a fresh relationship and seeing everyone's opinions. And I know that that was a really hard time. And it just reminds me that there are always humans behind our screens, you know? Yes, absolutely. I'm an emotional person and I'm also pretty sensitive. And so as much as I could have a thick skin and kind of just ignore everybody's comments, it was a shock to me. Like I didn't realize how, how many people and how passionately these people have opinions, especially when it comes <laughs> to social media. And it's really hurtful. It is extremely hurtful. I think we always need to know, like, it's a human being with like a heart and a soul that is behind those, you know, like your opinion and your critique and your comment. I struggled really 
badly. Luckily, Chris was my rock and he's so good. Like he can just ignore all the negative and just know he's so confident in who he is. And yes, he he is. we were just so confident in who we were as a couple. It was, that made it easier to disregard a lot of the negative comments because we knew in our hearts and we knew in our lives, like who we were as a couple. And you know, I, that's all that matters. Like at the Absolutely. end of the day, it's him and I and our families and our friends. And that's the only people that really matter the most. So, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. So, okay, let's talk about life on the show because, you know, you were going into this. You had very open expectations. You really were just praying that, you know, everything would be shown to you and that, you know, you would have yeah. clarity in decisions because some of those decisions cannot be... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> what was it like to be pulled out of any semblance of real life? No phones, no TV, no nothing. What was that like being in total isolation and also going through one of the most emotional roller coasters of your life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely like 10 years of dating, like <laughs> into like 10 weeks. So it's a lot of emotional, very emotionally draining. And I tell a lot of people too, like being a Christian, it was actually really spiritually draining because Absolutely. I, because your lack of sleep ties into it. I mean, I like would read my Bible. I would, you're so consumed with all these other things and you're pulled in so many directions and you know, you never have like an eight hour sleep. So you're battling with physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, and then having to be on all the time, you know, that's exhausting. I don't know. It was, it was really hard to navigate and get through it all <laughs> without breaking down a couple times. But I did feel good about all of the decisions I made. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like leading up to then, but I mean, every time I would have a rose ceremony and need to send someone home, like I felt very clear about it. And I felt, I don't know, I was really confident in all of my decisions. So I think that was definitely just going back to feeling peace about the decisions and knowing that trusting in God that I was making the best decisions, but definitely, but no, I, I think, I think being definitely being in there though, with all the emotions, you don't have anyone to really lean on. So that's really difficult. You're just trying to trust your heart, your mind. And so many times I feel like our heart can deceive us because, you know, there's so many emotions. You either have a lot of lust, you have love, you have like what you feel is right or what can is like on the checklist. So mm -hmm. there's just so many things. And in hindsight, I really, I don't know, I can really see how so many people make the wrong decision because you get so caught up in certain emotions, but I can't even imagine yeah. like dating that many people oh. and I can't imagine dating more than one. I mean, I, I can barely give enough attention to one person, let alone like make sure everyone feels loved and appreciated. And you are such a giver in that sense. Oh. Like I know that you have these intuitions and you really actually genuinely follow them. And so I can't even imagine how exhausting it would be <laughs> to look at all of these men who are likely feeling insecure in such a weird situation 
situation and trying to provide that security that they're desiring while also being in tune with how you're actually feeling. And like you said, like, is it the checklist or is it actually what I want? And I mean, they cast such incredible humans. You had some really awesome stand up men on your season. And so I think it would be so hard to decipher like what is actually for me and what is, you know, maybe what I think I want or what I've had in the past. Well, I think that's the whole, my whole story too, is I always dated the unavailable, the flighty, the the ones that I had to really work at the relationship. And I think that's just something I was used to. I was used to that. And I thought maybe, you know, love is supposed to be hard. Like, (laughs) you know, silly girl in me was like, no, it's like supposed to be hard. And, you know, it's supposed to be like, exciting every second because you're like always on your toes and I mean no that is not what it's supposed to be and I think God showed me that with Chris and it just was easy from day one it was just he was just like my best friend from the moment we had that great conversation on the top of a building and I don't know he was just always the solid kind of guy that I would have always wanted but never really thought I would find So I think, too, when you meet a guy such as Chris, like, you almost think it's too good to be true. (laughs) Absolutely. um, Yeah, but I did, I mean, going through the decisions, it definitely was, like, who could I never say goodbye to, you know? And that was definitely Chris, like, throughout. I mean, you can never say goodbye to such a wonderful, you know, man. So it was really exciting at the end to know, like, I found my life partner. And in that moment, we both knew, like, we are each other's person, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't the, you know, dating afterwards. It was really like right away. So that's what makes the show and like the journey so exciting. And I always say this too, to a lot of single friends who are still searching for the right one is kind of what I was praying for before the show even came up was because of past relationship, I started praying instead of, instead of praying for like, God, please just help me find the man of my dreams. I just need him right now. You know, like when I go to the grocery store, can I just find him? Instead of like really wanting that so badly, I ended up giving it to God and being like, you know what? I started praying. I said, God, like, will you please prepare my husband's heart? Like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know where I'll meet him, but please prepare his heart so that when I do meet him, he will be ready and I will know it. And from the very beginning, that was always Chris. And so I really see that prayer in the journey. And I know God answered that prayer with Chris. And so absolutely. Let's talk about what he did when he first came out of the limo. I think <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> What did he do? Yeah, Chris, when he first got out of the limo, he, he's really quirky. That's another thing that wasn't really shown on the show is he is extremely quirky and funny. He but, really is. So he got out and he got down on one knee and he said a little, th- oh, he was, it was like he was going to propose, but he's like, oh, wait, I just need to tie my shoe. And so I don't know I exactly what he that. said, but yeah, he, so he got down on one knee, but he was tying his shoe. <laughs> and then when he got up, he's like, oh, I just wanted to get off on the right foot. Like he was on his right foot. I was like, oh my God, he's so funny. Let's talk about the first night that you're there. You're meeting all these people. You're highly overwhelmed. What were you thinking? Did you ever regret your decision to go on a TV show? No. I mean, 
No, I never did. Halfway through, it was so exhausting, though, because you're dealing with, like, drama that was so stupid, (laughs) and you're so tired, and it was, like, my birthday, and I remember thinking, like, ugh, what was I thinking? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I still had, like, half of them left, and it was just, like, overwhelming, but... But I don't know. It was that's the only really time I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> what did I get myself into? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is surreal, and I mean, it's it was just, it's just such an interesting process, and it's interesting, you know, to say that that's part of my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does life look like for you guys? Because I think one of the funniest questions I get asked when people know that I know you is they're like, what are they like? And I'm like, they are just like us. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just like us. What is your guys's life look like? Share a little bit about your jobs and what you're working on. And of course, your little baby. Yeah, I mean, we are as normal as you could possibly get. That's actually one thing that makes us work too. Like people always ask, mm-hmm. like, what made your relationship work when so many others don't last from the franchise? And it really was, we just got right back to what we love and what we enjoy and back to work. So we didn't pursue the spotlight. And I think that really made us last and makes us who we are. (laughs) Yeah. So we, I mean, our day is pretty normal. Chris goes to work. I'm with Asher right now. And then I work like part-time on my wedding blog and I'm working on a dress collection. So that's exciting. And I'm really excited to be working on that and hopefully launch by the end of the year. So, but you know, Asher comes first. I want to make sure we're spending as much time as possible and really building him up you know, in his life. And it's been so much fun. You know, I never really knew what being a mother would be like. And it really has been just such an eye opener and such a blessing in so many ways that, you know, I really appreciative of it. And I, I don't know, I'm, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say, but I I really give moms props because it's hard work, you know? What's been the biggest shock for you? Because I knew you pre-Asher and post-Asher and through the process of it. And, you know, it's just been so fun to watch your life transform. So what has been the biggest, like, what do you wish somebody would have told you about this whole journey? Because as a girlfriend, I need to know. Oh, girl. I mean, there's so many things. (laughs) But I mean, body-wise, breastfeeding-wise, you know, there's so many elements to being a new mom that... I could talk about it all day long, (laughs) but you know, the one thing for me that has been an eye opener, but actually a huge, huge blessing is being a mom has really helped me live more in the moment and be present. Mm -hmm. And I feel more relaxed than I ever have been because I do love to work and I maybe sometimes create work (laughs) for myself Mm -hmm. just so that I stay busy and You know, the past three years, I have been quite overwhelmed with just so many, just being pulled in so many directions that I think I wasn't very centered in my mind and in my heart and what I really wanted to do. You know, I just kept taking things that were coming my way without really pursuing the big goals. And that's really what I want to do now. And I think having Asher has helped me slow down, you know, slow down with the little projects or the little like things that just don't matter, you know, in the long run. I don't know. It's been really good. I mean, he also is, you know, he's my job right now. So being creative is a little harder, but he slowed me down. So 
I think can, it's great. I and can I'm thinking think too. about things a little, you know, a little more yeah. and, and spend the time needed to make my dreams and my goals all the more better because of him. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think of like even compressing 40 hours of what you used to do into like a day or two a week, you're yeah. probably going to be like blazing through and very clearly able to say yes or no to things because you're like, Hey, I get this much time and this is what I have to accomplish. I can't even imagine yeah. you know, getting back into that design mode because that creative process, I've always admitted it. It really takes me a while to feel truly creative and not just influenced. Yeah. And so I can't even imagine. So tell us more about your line that you're designing of gowns. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about it. It is something that I was trying to pursue last year, but then I got pregnant and, you know, other things came up. So I'm really excited to just finally do exactly what I've always wanted to do and pursue that goal of having my own collection. You know, it's definitely more of a relaxed, like boho style that I'm excited about because there aren't too many wedding dresses out there, you know, that fit that for maybe more of a beach wedding or, you know, just not so poofy and hard to wear. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's ask this question. If you could do your wedding over again, <laughs> what would you do differently? Oh, man. You know, I loved my wedding. I had a blast. And Chris and I, we were always more so of just wanting it to be a big dance party for everybody <laughs> than really like the tradition or the, you know, of course, the vows and the ceremony were very important. But we didn't want to put focus on, you know, the we weren't perfectionists, I guess you could say. Yep. So it felt good because we went on our wedding day and it was relaxed and we both just, you know, you felt good. And so I think when the bride is relaxed, everyone else is. Absolutely. So it was a great dance party. Oh my gosh. I can't even awesome. imagine. So I, I don't think I would change anything. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk more about transitioning into this new role as a mother and kind of what that's looked like. How has it been for your marriage and your relationship? And how has it looked just in bonding with little Asher boy? Yeah. Yeah. Life definitely changes when you have a little one. It changes in so many different ways. And like you said, I mean, marriage, it's actually, it's definitely brought us a lot closer. And I think there is a tighter bond because you are caring for a little one together and you have to rely on each other's strengths to, to do the best that you can. And oh, he's right here and he's so cute. <laughs> he like just woke up and I think he's liking the light from the screen. So he's like smiling. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Transitioning. I think for me, like, like I said, I think the most important thing was staying in the moment. So I wasn't, I'm not jumping to tomorrow. I'm not writing down a list of 20 things I need to get done. I'm really just trying to be in the moment because you can't get 20 things done in a day. You can get Absolutely. one thing done in a day. So I have to really prioritize my time. And Chris and I both have to prioritize our time to make time to spend with each other because Asher is so important to us. Our marriage is also, you know, extremely important and we want to be a good example to Asher. So we have to spend time together and make that a priority. Definitely. So yeah, we have date nights and we get together with friends all the time. We have so many friends that just now have babies around Asher's age. So it's been really great to experience that with a group of friends and have that support system in place because I don't know, then we all can spend time together and, and watch all of these little ones grow up. Definitely. So 
When you guys finished the show, you moved to Seattle. So tell us a few of your favorite things about that city because I oh, absolutely love it. I love Seattle so much. So I moved from Santa Monica to Seattle and right after the show, like I was going to wait a few months, but with everything that the show, you know, I just was so ready. I was so ready to just start my life with Chris and so we left like the moment it ended. It was like that weekend. <laughs> like we packed Crazy. up a caravan and because that's like all I had <laughs> and moved my stuff up to Seattle sight unseen. I had never been to Seattle before, but I knew that I loved the water and I love mountains and I figured it would have everything that I enjoyed. So I didn't been... realize you had never been to <laughs> Seattle before and you're <laughs> moving there. I had never been to Seattle before, but that's like the story of my life. I feel like I was able, I, never, I didn't have really roots anywhere. So it was kind of easy for me to uh, just start fresh in a new city, especially with like the love, you know, especially when you're like newly engaged or newly in love. It's just such an exciting time. That's amazing. Yeah. So, but the transition was pretty easy. My favorite things in Seattle, it's, it's just exploring the outdoors out here. I mean, the water is just, the views are incredible. There's just, I don't know, everything around here is so pretty and I'm still always blown away by, by new sites. I love where you guys are. I love, the good food. I mean, we had oh amazing tacos and margaritas, oh, and I think it the was, food is so good. Way too good. I mean, so, I love food. So, are you excited for this next season with Rachel? Do you watch yeah. the show? Is that weird to watch it? What no, is it like? I mean, I I enjoy watching now because I want that person to find love and. You know, I think it's so exciting when they do. Just like everyone else, you know, you're holding on to that hope. You know, you want to see a love story. And I really like Rachel. So I'm really, really hoping. I just hope. I hope there's a lot of good guys for her to choose from and and that she can navigate it, you know, the best she can and, and see who is there for her. Absolutely. So let's talk about the day you got engaged. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like, it was so funny. So, you know, Drew and I, we hung out with you in Hawaii. I don't know if I even told you this after you guys left and we went back to Maui, we were like, we have to watch your proposal again because I don't even remember what it was like. And I was crying like a little girl, but it was even more weird just because we had been with you guys. What were the emotions like? I mean, we're so different now, you know, it's like... We're so far removed from the from the show. Absolutely. But um, what was that day like, though? I mean, I can't even imagine. I know the day. The day was actually really so because of everything that had happened leading up to the proposal. Chris had no idea the stuff that had happened, and so I think I was just so because and also they didn't. You know, I wasn't able to tell him about things before that again, just because they want everything on camera. (laughs) Right. Okay. So. I don't know if many people know this, but the engagement day was the proposal day was supposed to happen the day before, but there was a huge like storm and there was lightning and it wasn't like, I mean, it was actually like, I was ready. We were like at the location. Chris was oh in God. a car. I was in another car. I didn't know where he was, but so like all of these emotions that I was, that I prepared myself for on that day didn't end up happening. And that was really hard at first because because you're ready. You're like, you have all of these things that you want to say to this man, but then you can't and you have to sleep on it again. You know, it was really like, uh, that, that part was really hard because by the end of it, I was ready, you know, like I was ready to be off camera. <laughs> I was ready to be 
crime, you know, just with him, not with like a whole crew. And, you know, I was just done. <laughs> right? I was, I was I ready. I feel like I would feel relief when it was over where it's like, I, I can tell you, I love you. Yes. We can be together and we can actually just go hang out and like watch TV and eat popcorn in yes. bed or something. I mean, you know, the, like, I mean, the one thing that we just were like, oh, we just can't wait to just go get a coffee together or, you know, <laughs> cuddle on the couch. Right. I can't yeah. wait till the day you share your story with Asher. Oh my God. He's old enough to understand it. Do you ever think about that? Um, kind of, but I mean, I'm not sure how. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, we'll definitely, he'll definitely find out from us and not someone else, but, right. but it's still, it's really weird to think about, you know, like oh. how to tell our kids. Right. That's amazing. So what's next for you two? What's on the horizon? What are you just excited about or looking forward to? What can we expect from you? Oh, you know, I mean, what is in store for us? You know, I think it's just life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are just enjoying family time here in Seattle. We don't really have any more trips planned. And we're just excited to watch Asher grow. I mean, mm-hmm. like everyone's, everyone always said, oh, it goes so fast. And I think before kids, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Now I, it really goes so fast that we just want to enjoy these moments we have with Asher at this age and, and just spend the most time we possibly can with him. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have any advice for women that are out there that are they're thinking about chasing a dream or just feeling stuck at where they are, what would you share? Oh, just go for it. <laughs> you know, I think it's really about getting rid of the clutter, you know, like yeah. stop saying yes to everything and really think about what is important to you and what makes you happy and go for that. You know, your dream is completely different from everyone else's dream and not like comparing yourself to other people, especially on social media. You have to just trust it and go for it. Absolutely. That is so good. (laughs) And where can everybody find you online? You can find me on my blog at DesireHeartSock.com or on Instagram at DesireSigfried. I also have my wedding IG account at DesireHeartSock. I love it. And you guys should just follow Des. Des, one thing that I just value so much about who you are is that you never shy away from your story. And I think that what has been just beautiful, you know, watching you on TV and then actually knowing you and your heart, there's just so much more to you than the world has seen. But I think that the world can just feel that you're different. And I know that whenever I talk to people about you, there is just something so different than you. And I think coming on and just sharing about your faith and what that looks like going through such a crazy process. It's just proof of how faithful you are. And you always challenge me to really just get in the word and be prayerful and to just stop and slow down. And I think that is something I value so deeply. Oh, thank you, Jenna. You are such an inspiration to me. Well, I'm just happy for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on. And guys, be on the lookout for Dez's next collection. I know it's going to be stunning. And in the meantime, follow her on social media. She's such an incredible human. And if you're watching next season on The Bachelor, just keep all of this in mind as you watch Rachel navigate this and totally send out encouragement. I think the world just needs more encouragement and less judgment. And I think that that is what. Absolutely. Everyone can take. Absolutely. Oh.
Thank you so much. And we're waving goodbye to Asher, yes. too. Oh, he's waving goodbye, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.